I guess the first thing that would be helpful for us to do is to recognize that critical race theory is the conversation right now. Like that is been seen. It's, it's seen as enemy number one of mm-hmm. the church. Mm-hmm. It is, uh, it is, you know, the, the, the number one fight uh, for evangelicals in a lot of ways. I, I have this week seen over and over and over again uh, the fear of critical race theory being taught in schools. Um, I, I, I've heard, uh, you know, different responses to that. It has been kind of banned in several states already. Folks have, like you said, been taught that critical race theory is this type of boogeyman. Yeah. And they don't understand, number one, that a lot of us as black Christians who are now highlighting these issues of justice um, that we feel are very important, that have always been important in society, we did not read critical race theory scholars. We were not, at, when, when Mike Brown happened and Ferguson and Trayvon happened, picking up Derek Bell, we were not reading Kimberly Crenshaw. We were not reading Matt Suda, Delegado, Stefanczyk. That's not what we were doing. And then grabbing these ideas and bringing them into evangelicalism. That's not what happened. What we did, by and large, uh, and, and, I, and I said this in, a, in another episode of the podcast, is that we thought, a lot of black Christians thought that a lot of our white Christian brothers and sisters in Christ would respond to these injustices the way that we were responding to The exact to same way. Yeah. So when Trayvon Martin happened, when Ferguson and Mike Brown happened, we were like, of course our evangelical brothers and sisters are going to be outraged as, at this as we are. Yeah. Right? Um, all of our the theologians that we looked up to, all of the leaders we looked up to, the yeah. pastors, the, the folks that are writing the commentaries that we have, the yeah. folks that, that are, we that love. Are, yeah, that we love, the folks that we've been learning theology from, church history from, we were like, of course they're going to see this as a problem. And then when we recognized that they were like, no, you got all these black folks see this as a problem is some type of liberal neo-Marxist mm, movement. Yeah. A lot of black Christians were like, what? Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. And so a lot of us, I remember at the time, I can't speak for all black Christians, but I know a lot of folks that I knew, not just here in Florida. I'm talking about folks that I knew in, in all different places globally, in the nation yeah. globally were like, we, we were disillusioned. Yeah. We got to a point that we were like, hold, 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 hold on you guys believe what? Like you guys, you got, hold on. You guys are saying that Trayvon Martin deserved this, mm, you know mm. what I'm saying? Or Mike Brown deserved this. And then secondly, not just talking about those issues in specific, but as we're talking about police brutality, um, 30,000 feet up in a much broader way, yeah. you guys are saying that you don't believe that police brutality gives black people is actually an issue that yeah. it's black people's fault, that they're, they're resisting arrest or they're doing something that that warrants uh, the police to kill them, or and then we started seeing all all of these all of our white evangelical leaders have all of these stereotypes about black people's the injustice that black people face in society being their fault in a yeah. sense. Mm, yeah, yeah. And then and then also all of the the stereotypes about black people also started getting reaffirmed, and every a lot of black Christians were like, "Hold on, yeah, what is going on here? Sure, sure, what sure. is happening?" In the beginning, we were not reading critical race theory, guys. Sure. We didn't need it. We don't need it. Yeah, yeah. In fact, if you, if it, a lot of our critique of what is happening in society and culture as far as justice comes out of the civil rights tradition. That's right. Which existed way before critical race theory did. Right, this right. is way before you, you had Crenshaw and Bell and everybody re- meeting in Madison, Wisconsin sure. in 1989. Sure. Right? And then critical legal studies goes back to the 70s, but the civil rights... Uh, tradition and discourse starts way before that. Sure. So a lot of the stuff that we are saying is in the spirit of a Du Bois or a Frederick Douglass yes, or yeah. or or um, or James Baldwin or even a Malcolm X yeah. 
yeah, or, yeah. or or Tony Morrison or I mean we can keep going you can even throw Booker T Washington in there we are coming from the civil rights tradition MLK sure right we are coming from the and not not the sanitized MLK not that everybody likes to use I'm talking about the real MLK sure sure we are coming out of the civil rights tradition looking at how the civil rights leaders have talked about injustices that were happening in, happening in this nation but also how they talked about whiteness and our relationship to black black folks relationship to the yeah. construct of whiteness within yeah. society yeah and what is happening is what I believe this happened I'm sorry I hope I'm not running with the conversation no, no, go ahead brother is I think that evangelicals kind of stepped back and said what is going on sure why are all of my black Christian friends now talking about race so much? What is happening? Yes. We don't know what's happening. <laughs> yes. I think that a lot of white pastors were saying- and They were it, looking for answers for that. I feel like that. they were saying, I feel like evangelicals said there obviously has been a shift. Mm. It seems like this is police brutality stuff has went mainstream in the, in the news. And then now my congregation or Christians that I know or Christians that I'm- um, that I'm loosely connected to are now talking about this race stuff all of a sudden. And I want, and first of all, the stuff that they're saying, I don't agree with it. I don't like it. They're talking about whiteness a lot, which I don't understand what that means. Yeah. Are you, are they talking about me? White people, you know, white people. So do they mean me? All of this conversation, first of all, it makes me uncomfortable. I don't like it. And it also sounds like a bunch of liberal garbage. Yeah. Mm, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we completely are ignorant of the ways that the Christianity that we have in the West has been conflated and connected to a uh, a political uh, a side of the political spectrum. And it's yeah. been given to us in this in in this package, this prepackaged way. Right, right, right. right. And then once they started having some of uh, it's this one prominent person that I'm not going to name start talking about what uh, critical theory first of all because at the beginning of the conversation people were not talking about critical race theory about critical. they were talking about critical theory right right critical right. race theory kind of is a is an offshoot of that right yeah. spin off of that you could say um and so they were talking about okay all of this oppressor and because uh, I think a lot of white evangelicals were saying, man, and then black people, all, all of these black Christians are now talking about being oppressed. And there's all the, there's this this whole oppressed oppressor dichotomy. That sounds like Marxism because Marx was talking about that with the bourgeoisie and the proletariat. Yeah, yeah. So so there's some Marxism there that's making us uncomfortable. Totally dismissing the fact that some of the revolu American revolutionaries use the same language and you would not call them Marxists. Right? Absolutely, so yeah. Josiah Quincy, 1775, says the Britons is the word he used, are our oppressors, yeah. dot, 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 we are slaves. Yeah, yeah. That was before, so so this is the kind of language that's being used around the American Revolution. Sure. We are slaves to the crown. Right, right, We right. are oppressed by the crown. Yeah. And what do, and we have no recourse to get ourselves up from under this oppression, so what are we going to do? We are going to rebel and yeah. we are going to start a revolution mm, right tea into so, the so we, we, we hold on to that we yeah. hold on to that as christians as western uh evangelical christians that america fought for its liberty and we and, the, and when we say america fought for liberty what we mean is that america revolted we fought a bloody revolutionary war right and we grabbed we we grabbed our liberty with blood-stained hands right yeah. Yeah. but they completely punt the fact that they could they punt that when when uh uh, uh when slaves wanted to do it the yeah. same the same thing and also when Marx talked about that happening within his certain social location the right. correct context right? Right, right right then it's bad yeah um and and that's because a lot of evangelicals link it to Marx's eschatology which was uh, communism but Marx as being seen as the father of of sociology was not because of his eschatology his communism it was because his critique of the whole social order of what was happening right 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 that's right. what made him the father of sociology that's where we agree with marx at 
where you can take his critical approach yeah, yeah. and apply it to certain things. But either way, That's I'm good. sorry. That's good. Yeah, yeah. A lot of evangelicals don't know nothing about critical theory, in my yes. opinion. Yes. Some of them do. They know a little bit about you know stuff that they've read about Marx, and then maybe they've read about the Frankfurt School and 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 Marcuse and Horkheimer, Horkheimer, and all of these guys, these German philosophers. So then they they may know a little bit about that. They just know that it's bad. Right. So then they start saying, oh, it's critical theory, critical theory, critical theory. Then we started being called critical theorists and saying you guys are are are, are influenced by critical theory. Then uh, I would say a certain prominent leader started talking about critical race theory. Yeah. Then the conversation shifted to critical race theory. As you know, now you almost hear no evangelicals making cases about critical theory. Right, anymore. right, right, right. They're all now centered around critical race theory, right. yeah. which was an offshoot of critical theory. And next year, mark my words, it's going to move from critical race theory to critical social justice. Ooh. Yeah, because it's already moving there. Yeah, it's going to keep. So, yeah, because was, what happens is every time we, we start talking about this, somebody comes and says, hey, well, that's actually not what critical theory is. Right. Oh, well, no, it's not critical theory we're talking about anymore. We're talking about critical race theory. Then at some point, I'm hoping someone's going to be like, hey, that's actually not what critical race theory is is either. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the lady that y'all hate the most is, is Robin D'Angelo, Robin D'Angelo with, with, with white, white fragility. She talked about because she's not a critical race theorist. No. Herself. She doesn't identify herself as right. such. But she says that she's introducing a new line of thought, which is critical social justice. Mm. And, and you just you'll just keep moving right. to what we can what we can have a catch-all right. for right. all the things that make us uncomfortable right. about right. race.